Welcome to the Energy Report with me, your host, Rebecca Conran, here on the New Story Podcast. My friend asked me the other day if if I was smoking on the report. And uh, if I feel breath, if I'm breathy, it's because sometimes I have my mask on. I do not smoke, and I would never smoke on the report or take any kind of things. Got to be nice and clear. Um, but sometimes I might sound out of breath because I've got a mask on. I'm in my store, my space, my uh, meditation space and store, upstate New York, one and a half hours from the city in Mountaindale. Um, and uh, it's Sunday, so my store is open. So sometimes I put my mask on. Um, and that's why you might hear me being breathy. Um, This week, we're looking at the energy report for March the 15th to the 21st. The theme this week is, I can be patient, I can wait. That might seem a little counterintuitive to uh, the beginning of Aries season, which is pretty much not about waiting or about being patient. It's about the impulse and drive to move forward. But this is the theme that came up. So this is going to be a part of that process is to... You know, remember that divine timing is a big part of everything that we do. We can't always, um, we can't foretell what is going to happen and when. So we do have to be patient even as we're uh, creating and beginning new endeavors. We have to remember to, that endurance is a part of it. It's a marathon, not a sprint. The tarot card I got is a major arcana card this week. It is the tower. Pretty big theme. That's a big, intense uh, theme to be having for this week. So it does mean that there are some changes afoot. This card speaks to our sense of security being challenged. Perhaps there's some changes in our living or work conditions that are kind of making us feel a little shaky. When our security around material resources is challenged, our natural reaction is to hold on even tighter to whatever we can. Um, But, and and this is also true of emotional changes, perhaps relationships are challenging us and rather than focusing on our own internal compass, we look towards others to provide wholeness and the tower really is a warning. You know, it warns of structures falling apart that are not built on the correct foundations. It warns us of clinging to and holding on tight to anything outside of ourselves. Um, and really, it's, a, it's that um, advice to practice non-attachment in this material world. Um, surrender to any current changes that are happening. They're necessary, they're important. And if we do allow ourselves to release our attachment to the way that security appears in our life, we can actually open ourselves to receive a truer sense of security that can only come from within. So yes, this is a challenging card. Um, It can speak to things, you know, rapidly shifting, but that doesn't have to be a negative thing. Um, We want, we want foundations that are shaky to be built more solidly. You know, we want to be shown how to do that. And that's really what this card speaks to. 
Um, as I was like looking at this card, I was also thinking about um, how I handle material changes. Um, you know, in, in 2019, the process of recording and releasing my record, um, also called Yin, <laughs> Yin is a big, uh, has been a big, um, a big theme for me the last few years. But um, after I recorded that and released it and moved twice and opened up a new business, you know, my financial resources were at their most limited um, in, in 2019. And as someone who's been working a freelance artist, uh, as a freelance artist for 20 years, you know, what I did um, during that period of, of intense um, scarcity uh, was to just rely on my life experience to remind me that those periods of scarcity are a part of life and they're not about our success or failure ultimately. You know, you can be a successful person and also experience periods of scarcity. Um, and this can be true of romance too. So, you know, sometimes we go through periods where we're alone for longer periods and there aren't people coming in. Um, it's never going to just stay static in this way though. You know, everything, um, has its turn at, at, at the tide shift at some point, someone comes into our life and it's usually when we're least expecting it. So sometimes we have to work with less. We work with less connection to other human beings. We work with less resources, less money, um, less security. Um, but it's not, uh, we need to remember that that's not just a place where we've landed and are going to stay. You know, we have to remember that the life cycle continues to turn and misfortune can all, often turn to fortune when we least expe expect it. So, you know, I personally trust in this and eventually things always change, usually better than I could have imagined. You know, I opened my shop um, and spiritual center during a pandemic, but I, at the same time, I was super open to its closure too, you know, and any loss of funds that I would incur, even though I built this whole space out, I was like, you know what? It's a beautiful space. It's a beautiful creation. And if I have to close it, that's okay too. Um, so I think practicing non-attachment with your creations, letting them fall apart if they need to, the same with romantic relationships, um, that's, can be a part of the growth that can be a part of, um, building like a truer sense of abundance in yourself. Um, rather than seeing the loss of my space, you know, as any kind of failure, I just try to connect to a tremendous amount of gratitude and trust in my innate worth and value, whether I'm materially successful or romantically successful or not. You know, our value is not in what we do, what we acquire, or who loves us. Our value is innate with our ex our existence. So whatever is happening, um, you know, related to this tower card, related to any kind of security that's being challenged, um, it's not a punishment or a reward. It's the human experience. And we just have to flow through it and remember our, our, our worth and value and not let it sort of dictate how we feel about ourselves. You know, that, that we will go through changes. We will go through periods where we have less or more. And, um, and that's, a, that's a normal cycle that we'll experience and not something to be um, in fear of. Um, we've got three very big shifts happening this week. How we think, our values, and our identities are all getting a breath of fresh air as we full-on enter airy season uh, out with a bang. 
It's our energetic new year. And, um, you know, congrats. You've officially made it through a year of pandemic um, here in America anyway. You've made it through the entirety of the lessons of 2020, the energy of 2020. Now we are moving away from that. We are officially moving into 2021. We've processed internally. We've integrated uh, subconsciously. And now we're going to expand outwardly. So it's, it's time to give birth. That's what Aries season helps us to do. And this week has a lot of transits. Um, all of these connections are really expansive. There is a lot of secret growth. There's a lot of sextiles, so there's a lot of secret growth and surprises ahead. Um, and this week really, it pushes us to work hard, but towards what is meaningful for us. You know, working hard for our own self-love practices, our own, um, what we find beautiful in the world. Uh, it promises a lot of activity and movement this week, and we're going to want to really push through any doubting systems by accessing that deep knowing in yourselves that you are a worthy, valuable human being, as we all are. We get into the week on Monday the 15th with Mercury entering Pisces. So perhaps at the weekend you felt this push mentally to free yourself from any belief systems or ideas that are um, that need innovation, that need to to be free, to be independent. Um, and now our logic, comprehension skills, and communication are moving into the last sign of the zodiac, a place where we can give a voice to our dreams and imagination. So with this place, there is a softness, a sweetness. We want to express those qualities in our words. We want to be compassionate. But there's also a vagueness here, and having those harder conversations with yourself and others can be difficult. Pisces can feel really foggy. So there's a sense of oneness, right? We're feeling more connected to all that there is in, um, in our multi multiverse, right? We're feeling super um, at one with uh, other human beings. and um, But that can also sometimes lead to improper boundaries, you know, where we're merging too much into oneness, but also not maybe retaining our individual boundaries. Um, so be aware of what is taking up your mind space during this transit. Do you ever find yourself having an argument with someone in your head? You know, I find when this happens, the other per as somebody who's been practicing uh, energy work for, you know, the last 10 years, um, I find when this happens, the other person is in my energy space and I have given them permission to be there. So when this happens and I find myself having these, going over these conversations, having these arguments with people in my head, you know, I, I say, please get out of my personal space. If you want to have a conversation, reach out to me in the material world, you know, uh, send me a text, send me a call. Let me uh, connect with you in a way where I can choose for myself if I want to uh, open the door or not. Um, unless I don't want to speak to this person at all and this person has no reason to be in my energy uh, space. And then I, I ask them kindly and with compassion to fuck off. <laughs> and you can do that too. You're allowed to, uh, it's your energy space and you're allowed to uh, assert your boundaries in the way that you need to, um, to do so. So are there any loose energy boundaries that need to be cleaned up? Have you given permission that needs to be recalled? Sometimes writing these things helps to solidify our intention and Mercury is, you know, anything related to communication, writing, 
um, uh, speaking, all of that, especially our internal dialogue, um, we want to do whatever we can to solidify our intentions and be clear. The veil is thin with Pisces, so we're so connected to others, but only we can choose if these are healthy connections or not, and we need to be able to um, you know, practically set those boundaries and see for ourselves if they are and how we feel about it, if it's, if it's appropriate behavior. So, um, you know, um, we're more apt to be romantic and idealized situations with Mercury and Pisces for the next few weeks. So seeing through rose-colored glasses, sometimes that's helpful. Like when we look out into the world and you know, it's full of pain and suffering. And sometimes those rose-colored glasses help us to see the positives and the beauty and the things that are working. But that kind of quality can also have issues in our personal relationships, you know, where we see experiences as we want to see them rather than how they really are. So it takes effort when Mercury is in Pisces to be practical and pragmatic, but it's really necessary to have those reality checks, to have those that balance of reality. We also really want to avoid escapism during this time as it can lead to further confusion. Um, it can lead to pessimism and a lack of trust in oneself. So to be grounded and present um, takes a lot of effort. It's more difficult during this period, but it's more important than ever. I would say if you have the ability, really let go of substances. You know, um, that's going to help you to feel less confused. This is also a good time to pay attention to the messages coming through our dreams, not as premonitions, but as rich symbolic landscapes for your subconscious experience. Your dreams can tell you a lot about where you really are at. So expect to receive a lot of intuitive information and understanding through this transit. Um, your compassion has the ability to deepen now. Let yourself be moved. Um, but also stay as clear as you can and try to connect to the earth and to, um, to any kind of grounding that you have, your health practices, your fitness routines, your healthy eating routines, all those things help to ground us. Um, the next big shift, so that's Monday, is not until the weekend when things really amp up. The energy is going to get super amped up. You may feel exceptionally social this weekend. We've got Saturday the 20th. The sun is going to enter Aries. It's our spring equinox. Happy birthday, Aries, and welcome to Aries season. Um, in the days leading up to the shift, it's possible that we feel more overwhelmed and sensitive than usual while the sun is in the last degrees of Pisces. Um, you know, as I mentioned, boundaries may be more blurred. We may be more prone to substance abuse. We're looking for compassion. We're looking for sweetness and love, but we should look for these qualities in places that really nourish rather than an instant gratification. So welcome to the astrological new year. It's a time to really set those resolutions and have the energy behind you finally to start anew. Aries is that warrior, warrior fuel of the zodiac. It's the baby full of gumption to get things started, to take risks, especially the risk of putting one's own self and ideas first. So do you know which house rules Aries in your birth chart or which planets you may have in Aries? This is the area you'll probably most feel a fresh new start. Aries brings the quality of fire, of spirit and motion. It brings connection to impulse, the push, the push to conquer, to be direct and to be brave. And Aries season is the time to initiate action, 
But again, we want to go for endurance in the long run. You know, Aries can sometimes burn so much energy at the outset of creating and birthing that it doesn't have the willpower to complete things. So remember to practice patience and understand that divine timing plays a part in all of our experiences. Um, really look at this being an endurance. Uh, it takes endurance to create and to give birth instead of just thinking, you know, we're going to whack it out there and that's it. If you're looking for something to do for this astrological new year, I'm holding a collaborative distanced and masked event for a few participants upstate in Mountaindale, New York, one and a half hours from New York City. There's only a couple of places left out of five total, so um, minimal space available. You can uh, email me directly to reserve. It's the spring equinox reset. It's from 6 to 8 p.m. on Saturday the 20th in Mountaindale, New York. Holly from Witchy Handmade Apothecary at 6 p.m. will be doing an Ostara celebration ritual, an herbal tea tasting, uh, and she's going to create an organic custom skincare product complete with an intention for healing and transitioning into spring for each of the participants. And then at 7 p.m., you're going to come across the street, directly across the street, to me at Yin Spiritual Center for a sacred sound bath with energy healing. This is a it's like a psychedelic experience in and of itself. I use tonal and vibrational droning instruments as well as ethereal vocals um, to bring about healing on the mental, emotional, and physical planes as well as clarity of connection to inner intuitive guidance. So a lot of people say it's like taking mushrooms while being totally sober. So it's a really deep experience. It can be very cleansing. Um, and again, the space is limited to five people. Masks are worn throughout the experience. Uh, it's $133 per person for all of that. And uh, you can just email me or message me directly to see if I have space left. Um, don't be shy. Uh, we'll also be doing a, a summer equinox, a, a summer um, a ritual. So, you know, if you can't come to this one, I'll put you on the wait list for that. Finally, on Sunday, the 21st of this week, we've got Venus entering uh, Aries. Um, so love is going to become more passionate, more ardent. We are in for the thrill of the chase. We want to conquer. We feel more sexual, more fertile. Whoa, slow down, everybody, or the Capricorn season at the end of the year is going to be popping off. And I don't think we need that right now. <laughs> after, uh, after the intensity of 2020's Capricorn energy, maybe we could just like give it a rest. Um, no, but this energy can really boost our confidence. It can help us to be more direct and assertive in our romantic endeavors. But Venus is also connected to how we value ourselves. So perhaps this energy helps you to be more independent, to put having fun first in your life, to get really physically active. This can be a time to be self-centered, a.k.a. centered in your own self instead of trying to center in a relationship. Relationships that are interdependent thrive. So putting your own practices first that help you to feel secure and safe in your own company and then meeting others who are also at that place. During this transit, we're more spontaneous, more sexual, adventurous, and playful. But the shadow elements to watch for that show us we're not working with the energy in a healthy way would be being addicted to the chase, quick attractions that become all-consuming, um, and a focus on desire without considering what you're engaging in. You know, things that burn fast and hot can burn out quite easily. So even though it takes discipline to pull yourself back from overindulgence and desires, this is often necessary, especially with Mercury and Pisces. You know, we're not necessarily seeing things clearly. 
This is a fantastic energy, however, to bring forth our creative and aesthetic changes. If there's some beautifying change that you've already been thinking about making, maybe it's a purchase or a haircut, now's the time to, to do that. But beware of impulse buying and, um, and changes uh, during that time. You know, we're, we don't want to be uh, too impulsive here um, because then we might regret it. We want to still be thinking about, like, what we desire and why, and uh, and and making sure that we're not just uh, quelling a, a need with with spending or something like that, with giving into our desires. That it's something that we're also gonna really feel nourished and nurtured by. Um, have fun during this time. You know, Aries is the baby of the zodiac, so don't forget to be silly and play. Who remembers the laughter yoga classes at Maha Rose I used to teach? <laughs> those are good memories. If you ever attended one of those, that's the kind of play I'm talking about. We basically used to we used to lay people on the floor and shake them around and go, who's a good baby? <laughs> You're a good baby. And uh, just be totally ridiculous. And it was a lot of fucking fun. I really miss those. So that's the kind of play we're having. We're playing outdoors when we can. We're just having more fun. We're trying to get rid of the the seriousness of of life. Yeah, life is serious, but also like we've got to tap into that enjoyment too, the enjoyment of creation uh, of what we create. And you know, um, it it could be a really fun time if we're allowing that. I want to thank all the monthly energy report supporters, especially those patrons of Patreon who help to support the availability of this information in these formats. So appreciate you. Most people are giving about $5 a month um, uh, in donations to keep the these going, uh, to help offset the cost of uh, hosting and all of that stuff. Um, and also sometimes people give Venmo donations. And this week I want to give special thanks to Courtney and Noel for their generous donations. Thank you. If you want to donate any amount, you can do so at Rebecca-Conran on Venmo, or uh, you can become a patron. Um, that is all linked in the show notes. If you have been wondering about your own astrology, uh, perhaps now is the time to reset your own energy with an astrology energy healing session with me, uh, or you want to come to the spring equinox event. Either way, sending you all lots of love, um, and, uh, and I hope you have such a wonderful week this week creating and launching what you need to launch forward. Take those risks, those risks to, um, you know, follow those impulse and the push to take risks to put yourself out there and to put yourself first. Lots of love.